Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the wonderful Wheel of Life and another international transmission of You Can't See Us with Starfire and Charlie. That's right, bitches. Here, uh, here we are again. It's getting its first day of summer. Is it? Yeah, today's the inaugural day of summer. All right. So is it, does that mean today is the solstice? I have no fuck. I have no idea. Is it? I thought it was the twenty-first. That was the solstice. Oh, that is today. It's the twentieth today. No, it's the twenty-first today. <laughs> My phone says it's the twenty. Oh yeah. So it is today. It's the solstice. Yeah, it's the solstice. Awesome. Longest day of the year. Oh, it's going to be a long day. Should this be the longest podcast of the year? No. <laughs> yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. I'm into it. We could, uh, well, I, I doubt we could set a world record for the longest podcast. We could set a You Can't See Us record for the longest You Can't See Us podcast. We could. And put it in the Guinness Book of World Records. World Records. <laughs> Speaking of which, the Flaming Lips are going for a re- world record yeah mo- uh, most shows in 24 hours or something like yeah, that. yeah they're doing eight shows um june 27th through the 28th and they're starting in mississippi i believe and they're finishing in new orleans well wow. that seems like heavy. it seems like they have a such a complicated setup how would that work right yeah i don't know i bet you there is uh several different there's probably eight different sound crews eight different sets of equipment there and they're probably just hauling ass from each gig and then they have eight different bands that are opening each show so these bands can go ahead and basically get shit going you know yeah but it's it's still it's you're right they have a very complicated setup they're not doing very long shows they're probably an hour mailing it in well (laughs) i I don't think the flaming lips mail anything in i mean is there is the stock market showing the confetti shortage for these? <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably. There, there's uh, some sort of commodity, if, or maybe the stock yeah. and confetti win. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm, yeah. I'm, it, you yeah. want to buy some confetti stock right now? Yeah. Oh yeah, because it's going to go up. I bet you Wayne Coyne owns a confetti factory. He's probably just like, fuck it, we'll yeah. just we'll just buy a factory. We'll start selling it to everybody. That's awesome. So, it, did you hear the bad news? What bad news? Max Stalin's trailer got broken into and Hillary's steel got, got stolen. I did hear that. So the pedal steel, the upright bass, a bunch of um, yeah. electronics. and Man, that's a fucking bummer. It really yeah, it is. is. And, and an upright bass. Like, man, you got to... How do you steal an upright bass? Well, you just take it and you walk away with it. But, but that's an, such an asshole thing to do, to steal someone's instrument. I know. Uh, that's like stealing somebody's soul. Well, it's... It's like stealing a carpenter's hammer or saw or something, you know? I mean, it's something that you use to yeah. to feed yourself and your it's family. It's like stealing a carpenter's table saw because it's expensive. Yeah. And it's big. And it's big. It's or badass. like stealing a carpenter's guitar, you know? Right. Well, I'm just saying like, a hammer A hammer is like, you know, it's not that expensive. You, it's, to get another upright bass, it's going to be a couple of thousand dollars, you know? Yeah. It's like stealing Tim Harden's... Handwritten lyrics of "If I Were a Carpenter." <laughs> I was a carpenter. Yeah, that's an asshole thing to do. That's who wrote that, right? I don't know. I love Leon's version of it, though. Anybody can sing that fucking song, and it'll sound good. Yeah, it's a great goddamn tune. Well, hopefully they'll get their shit back. Yeah, I've I've heard you know about half the time when you hear these kind of stories, it's like oh they they checked this or that, and then somebody 
found it. You know? Somebody found Jason Isabel's trailer and the lock was still on it and they're like please 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 and they opened it up and it empty. Oh, empty they didn't find any of that gear i don't think so mm. should i um call hillary and see if he wants to be on yeah go for let it let me do that real quick so here now is hillary early with um the information on this case hello hillary can you hear me yeah, hey guys. Hey man. What's going on? How you doing? Doing all right. How are y'all? Well, we're not too good. We heard about your, you and the Max Stalling band's bullshit shit that happened. Yeah, pretty, pretty shitty. Unfortunate. So, what, what happened? Like, where was it? And, and I guess, you know, what, I guess, what specifically was taken? I saw the list, but uh, your steel, I know. Right. Well, so our, our, our trailer was parked down in front of Max's house, down in uh, southeast Dallas, kind of near uh, like St. Francis and Jim Miller, uh, pretty close to I-30, uh, in in uh, just a residential neighborhood. And we always have it kind of double locked up. We have some chains on it, but they were cut through and a pretty good list of stuff. I mean, the I guess the probably the most expensive things would be Jason's upright bass, uh, my pedal steel. Jeff's symbols and then, you know, some various microphones and tuners and DI boxes and pretty much all the little valuable stuff seemed like, you know, they, they grabbed, snatched and grabbed some good stuff. There were some bigger things that were left behind, like amplifiers and stuff. Um, but all those little items have uh, gone up missing. Things that you could carry, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I can't believe and, they had the and, audacity to steal an upright bass. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's, 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 pretty, uh, that's pretty brave. Yeah, and actually, uh, the story that I'm that I'm getting right now, uh, there's a video Max just put up on Facebook, and he sent me an email earlier. Um, apparently, the upright bass possibly has turned up, but it, I still haven't heard for sure. Uh, the story was that some guys did come into a pawn shop with a bunch of gear, um, but it, I, I don't have all the details on that yet. So I don't know. They're they're we're we're all kind of actively looking. I think we've all probably called every pawn shop within a 15, 20 mile radius of his house. Yeah. Get those guys on alert looking for, yeah. Cause yeah, that's not, that's not common stuff that people come in and sell. You know, there's not a lot of yeah, pedal steels, pedal and, upright steels and upright bases, man. Yeah. Those are pretty, uh, doesn't walk into pawn shops every day. Yeah. And they don't, and even if they do walk in, you know, they don't tend to walk out right away either. They're kind of yeah. ticket items. So I'm not, I'm not totally in despair. I've, I've I've got a little bit of hope, thinking that maybe some of the stuff will turn up. But you never know. And I guess the good news is, you know, we were smart enough to have uh, the trailer insured. So this is the first time Max has ever had to use his insurance. To, so we'll see if if the claim gets filled or whatever. But you know, we hopefully we won't just end up, you know, totally yeah for it. Yeah, I guess. Uh the lesson for us is to, we need to get insurance too, and <laughs> yeah. uh, and all other bands, yeah. man. I mean, anybody Jesus. out on the road traveling, insure your shit. That's that's that is good news, though. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully that that all works out. Insure your stuff, and I guess uh, you know, I mean, uh, you you get uh, when you're out on the road every weekend, you get a little lazy. A lot of stuff does get left in the trailer that probably could make it way back inside the apartment. You know, it's right. like I keep wondering if should I have been hauling all of my stuff back and forth? I'm really glad, like, my little... I have a, a box full of, of 
lots of little things like tuners and volume pedals and stuff that's, you know, much yeah. smaller and, you know, worth a good grand that luckily I had with me that didn't get jacked. So I'm thinking, man, it's a good thing I didn't leave that there. All that stuff would have been probably harder to replace because it's just a bunch of little things. Right. Yeah, stuff like that and, like, microphones and stuff, that might be harder to get back because those are everywhere. Yeah, it's one, one at a time and it's little little stuff. So I don't know. I guess, you know, even, of course, you know, even if I had brought it home, you know, somebody could break into my apartment. I mean, it's just stuff, you know, it's it's never totally safe, but uh, you, you just kind of hope this kind of thing doesn't happen. Tell me this, like, are, I mean, obviously, do you guys have another upright bass? I mean, I know you have, you have two or three steel guitars, right? Yeah, I've got a couple steel guitars, uh, so, you know, I'm not totally put out. I can still play, but uh, I don't know that Jason does have another upright bass. I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't think that he does. I'm, I'm not sure about that. And that steel that was in there, that's your, that's your main axe, right? Yeah, that's my, that's my good one. You know, it's, it's a, it's a real nice guitar. I love that thing. I'm really hope, hopeful I get it back. If not, I'll probably turn around and get another one just like it because I love it so much. And uh, do you guys have serial numbers, all that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, that was part of the insurance deal. Is you got to write down serial numbers and a description and a replacement value and that sort of thing. So, you know, the insurance company does have all that information. And I guess, you know, apparently, like I was calling some of the bigger pawn shops, and I didn't know this, but apparently, like uh, certain certain items will get flagged if they're put into a police report. There, there's some sort of like. It sounds ridiculous, but that's what that's what I've been told. But there's some kind of like pawn shop task force on the, that that uh, has some sort of database that that pawn shops are supposed to be connected to, so that if something does end up getting uh, sold to a pawn shop and it's not caught immediately, it's supposed to be flagged in that database, and within a couple hours it'll come back in the pawn shop's computer, and then they in turn will report that to the cops. That's what somebody from uh, like a, one of those. Bigger punch, uh, the chain punch. I think it was maybe like Cash America or something like that. Somebody explained that to me. So, you know, having those serial numbers and everything like that will really help with that database, I would think. For sure. I'd yeah. heard that before, too. Yeah. Well, hopefully that shit will turn up for you guys. Right? Yeah, man. We're sorry to hear about it. Thanks for talking to us on here. No problem. Thanks for calling me, man. And uh, keep us updated if we get any information. Yeah, we let can, us uh, know. We'll, we'll, we'll let the people know. And we'll put up... Uh, Shit on our Facebook, Grady, if you could do that, because I don't know how, to, how that'll work the shit. I'll do that. <laughs> I'm on it, buddy. Yeah, well, uh, all right, I really appreciate it, guys. Thanks a lot. Man, all take right, care, take buddy. care, buddy. Later, bro. Sometimes a rocky roll seems bigger than the mountain That you set your sights on, you don't know why Then some little thing is a forklift for your feelings And that boat is but a pebble and you're making good time Sometimes I can't find my way back home Sometimes I'm right where it's at Sometimes I am just a man to know Sometimes this world is just crazy like that Sometimes this world is just crazy like that Watch you struggle Other times this world Wants to tote you on its back Sometimes this world Holds you hostage with the future So what is the deal? Here's, here's a question I have for you, Grady And I completely understand where you're coming from But 
in my opinion, I guess it's for studio stuff, but I will only buy shit that I'm going to play live. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like, I don't know what the point. I'm not like, I'm just, give me your thoughts on this. Like, I'm just, I find it hard to see the point of having something sitting around that I'm not going to play live because it's going to make it sound good live. You know what I mean? Or you'll have more fun playing it live, right? Right. Yeah, I just, uh, I bought that, I bought a Rogers drum set when I decided, you know, I think I had a, a like a Yamaha before that. Uh, I got a, I decided I wanted to get a vintage kit, so I bought a Rogers drum set in 2007. It's a 1967 so it's 40 years old. And just noticing the wear and tear on it, in because I don't think it had really been played in, or, you know, I think it had lived in a house right. for 40 years. And just noticing the wear and tear on it. and um, I th- from, it, from taking it around? Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, it sounded, it sounded great, but um, usually the best sounding kit that I've got is the one that's set up at my house, because that's the one I'm playing on all the time. I'm messing with the tuning, I'm recording it, that kind of thing. So, yeah, I just um, I bought another like a another old kit right after that, and um, I ended up selling it to uh, John Zug, used to play with uh, Rodney Parker. Um, but and then I that's when I I was just like, well, I'm gonna get I want to get something to play live that I can just keep in cases that's ready to go out the door. Yeah, I, I can see that. And uh well, in that with vintage shit, you know, it's sometimes it's hard to even want to take it out because of right. that, yeah. That yeah, was, like it's like my Wurlitzer, I really want to start playing it, but I'm not There's wear and tear it, so. and then there's also just the fact that it's valuable and it's vintage and shit happens, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I bought that I I bought that Gretsch because I like the look of it. It's like the same thing. I still get people coming up to me, you know, being like, that's a cool kit, you know, just because it's sparkly, you know? Right. And, uh, right. And it looks, it's got kind of a vintage look and, you know, uh, I think, I think it sounds fine. And, uh, so, you know, it's just a, just a, just a thing. And I like having that Rogers set up at the house. And I drums, like, I mean, really, you're just hitting them with a stick anyway. Right, yeah. You know, so it's like, <laughs> why put a lot of money into that when you're just, I mean. <laughs> yeah, hey, man. It's like, there's a there's a difference in sound, but is it really uh, when a guy's putting a SM57 on it and, uh, you know, putting it through a, through a PA? A shitty right. PA a lot of the time. Right, so is it. Yeah, I mean, he's not even using microphones or speakers, you know, just these things that <laughs> that kind of plug in and resemble those two things. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> uh, to paraphrase a friend. Uh. <laughs> yeah, so that's, uh, I mean, I, th- well, I think that's the right move right there. When when I was doing sound even, you know, I'd see guys come in with like the really badass, like, or expensive, I should say, because I, I, I've never really liked them, but like a really cool DW kit. Right. Well, they don't know how to tune it, it sounds like shit because it, you yeah, know, it's really it. resonant and it's like you have something that's not in tune that rings out for a long time. Yeah. It sounds like shit. I don't know anything about drums, so you know they they uh, they all kind of seem. I guess that's how some people who don't know anything about guitars, it's like they all kind of look alike. You know? Well, sure, and th- well, and then it, okay, so then there's those people. Then there's people who come in with know how to tune their drums and they sound really good. You know, have those cool like you know boomy toms and and. Well, then there'll be a punk band come in. The guy will have duct tape all over his kit. You mic them up. They're real thuddy. It's like, man, 
And then as they're coming through the PA, I like add bass and they sound great. Yeah. yeah. It's like that, you exactly. know, $500 kit held together with duct tape sounds just as good, if not better, than the $3,000 kit that, right. you know, that the guy I'm sure sits there and, you know, <laughs> tunes forever. Uh, so, you know, it's just a, I think for for playing live, I'll get I can get by with a with a cheaper drum set. Well, and I guess you can get like a different voice out of different different drums. Like a, you know, they might have a different kind of. Oh, for sure. That's a uh, way that they that they sound. But but I mean, ultimately, you're just hitting the damn thing with a stick. So. Totally. <laughs> yeah. If you can't make that sound good, then you're not a drummer. <laughs> um. Let's see. Changing gears, man. I got big news. All right. Let's hear it. Breaking Mo- news, folks. Br- breaking news. Monday night, I went to the House of Blues and saw Dave Chappelle. Oh. How was it? It was freaking awesome. Wow. I didn't even I didn't even know he was still around. Right. That's it, right? <laughs> I knew he like uh kind of removed himself from show business for a while. Yeah. But he's back. I you know, I guess so. He's doing this uh Did he perform or was he just hanging out there? He he performed. Oh, cool. So he's been, uh, the story kind of develops every day. This legend grows, but I think basically he's been, he's touring the country on a motorcycle and, uh, nice. And just going, like, I guess he was in, I heard he was in Memphis and Little Rock last week, uh, and would, and just, you know, finds a place, books it, and does a show. That's awesome. And so I, I heard an interview from the, uh, like the, one of the managers or someone at, at House of Blues, he, um, you know, they got in touch, like, and they were gonna maybe do it Saturday night, but they never heard back, and so they're like, "I guess this isn't happening." Well, he got in touch with them Sunday night and said, "Put tickets up on sale. I want to do it tomorrow, Monday." And uh, they did. So my buddy Ryan from RTB two called me Monday morning and said, "Hey man, I just got two tickets to Dave Chappelle." At House of Blues, and I was I was just kind of like, "What? Yeah, what do you mean? Like, is it Dave Chappelle presents? Like, am I gonna go watch? Are they showing reruns of like uh, <laughs> right, the exactly. first two seasons right. of the show? I didn't know what it was gonna like. It was it gonna be kind of like the the show live, or was he gonna be showing videos, or were there gonna be other comics, and maybe he would do a little bit? Yeah, because you know the guy he just has been off the grid, and you, I, I haven't heard shit from him. His stand up's awesome though. Oh, he's so funny. Yeah. So, so what was the show like? He had a guy open for him, a, a local a local comedian, Paul uh, Varghese, who was pretty funny. Um, did like a thirty minute set, and then they did a little break. They had, a, you know, Dave had like a DJ and stuff, doing a little like mixing some cool uh, like old school hip hop and and some real awesome. you know bass and that's cool. Yeah, really, uh, really pumping that that House of Blues sound system. Yes, and um, then he comes out just. You know, uh, they you know do a big Dave Chappelle. You know, he comes out and and he's uh, just like, "What's up, Dallas? You know, who shot Jr. What's going on? What goes on here?" And uh, it was just really like free form. Like he was he played for almost two hours, <clears throat> and it didn't. He didn't have two hours of material. Like that's a long, long for a comedy, set. Yeah. 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 See, I bet he could have d- come out and done. 50 minutes like a normal set and just just like concise and killed it but it was so it was so free form he kept you know he was engaging people in the audience just talk you know talking to girls um 
So did you hang out with him at all? Man, I wish. I would have loved to. He kept making jokes like that he, you know, that they were having an after party and uh you know, they were uh, after the show announcing they were going to some place on Lower Greenville, but the place was House of Blues was packed and I didn't want to go like try and hang out in some like Lower Greenville bar and spend 50 bucks getting drunk and trying to hang out with Dave. Right. right. When everybody else is trying to do the same exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. Though it totally would have been worth it. Yep. Oh man. I, I think the guy's a genius. I would I would love to chat with him. So where's he heading next? Did he say? He said he was going to Austin. Oh yeah. For and sure. uh that makes so sense. man, and so I guess people keep your ears open. I think that it's really cool. It it seemed like a um is there a word for it other than the phrase like what does it all mean? But I think that that kind of might be what he's doing. Just sort of Getting out there, and I think part of not not doing a set like a a traditional set, just getting up on stage, and he's just hanging out and doing what he wants to do. Yeah, that's cool. And he kept, you know, he kept mentioning that he was stressed, and and you know, was talking about someone trying to extort him, and um, all the you know all the things like just still, there's bullshit going on. Well, the with whole him thing with famous, the whole know? thing with his television show was him. Like not having the control that he was promised, right? That was a, like a big part of it. That's usually what it is with television shows, right? Well, and so that's why he uh, he made a joke about it, you know. But I think he really just said, "Fuck it, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do it," even though it was very successful. Well, right, and left fifty million dollars on the table in yeah. the process. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's literally putting your money where your mouth is, right? Like, yeah, I could take this fifty million dollars and do the show you guys think I should be doing. But fuck you, right, right, <laughs> and that's awesome. Uh, yeah. Agreed. No, that's that's uh, that's why I think he's a genius and yeah, why he's totally respectable. Yeah, I mean, he obviously does it because it there's an artistic value in it and not just for the money. But he could have gotten he could have gotten fifty million dollars from anywhere and to do what he want, or I think he could now. I don't think. But he's been doing stand up since he was like a teenager. You yeah, know? like and like. Like pretty well, pretty good, you know. Oh so sure, he's a he's a serious dude. I th- I think that's fucking awesome that he's out there. Me too. Back back in the saddle, back oh, in man. that motorcycle. He said he told Eddie Murphy that he was going out on um on motorcycle, and and Eddie Murphy was like, "Nah, man, you should do horseback." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's that's uh pretty interesting too with the motorcycle thing because that. I mean, does he have like a a crew of well, people on motorcycles? He, you know, he had a there was a a giant tour bus and a trailer. You know, so like I imagine he's and he has the motorcycle and then, in the trailer and then the motor and he's yeah. just like sitting on it with like a screen in front of him, <laughs> virtual reality. I bet the um, is it a hologram of Dave Chappelle <laughs> traveling? Oh, he definitely he definitely talked about holograms and shit. He's talking about Coachella and all that, and he's a. But this wasn't a hologram. This was no, actually no, I, Chappelle. Well, I don't know. I mean, it might have been the best hologram ever. That's what's so fucking crazy about this future so shit. So Dave man. Chappelle's going all Andy Kaufman on everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Is he going to start boxing people? Yeah, wrestling. Fight, right? Yeah. Wrestling, that's it. Wrestling? Wrestling them people in the crowd? Well, I wish you boys had been there with me. I know you guys are fans, and uh, I was. I just felt so... So privileged to be to be there, and I love stand up. It was like a cross cross something off my stand up bucket list. Like, man, I, love- I need to go see more stand up. Like, I'm sick of going to see music. I'm not that I'm sick of going to see music, but I'm ready to go see stand up. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. 
I'm sick of just just looking for music. I need there's, to look for stand up too. There's a club in Addison, Addison, where uh, a, like lot Bert, of, a lot Bert of Bert Kreischer plays there. I think Duncan Trussell's been there, yeah. and uh, yeah, there's there's a several good comics, and then of course Austin has uh, Cap City comedy, and they've got a couple other ones too. That are, yeah, I'm unaware. Better. Uh, I think that's where Joe Rogan usually goes when he comes. Right. To Joe Austin. Rogan. Speaking of J- Dave Chappelle. Yeah, there's uh, there's some great comics out there. I want to see Tosh nowadays. I listen to his uh, Daniel Tosh. Listen to his comedy records, man. They're he that guy's funny. He is yeah, pretty he is. funny. He's really funny, but I guess you I've just sick, seen the show. too Yeah, many you get times. sick of him because his TV show is is on all the time. On. It's getting a little jackassy too, right? Yeah, or, or uh, like funniest home videos. It's like, man, okay. Well, what's, I mean, what's going to happen here? I know, like, someone's going to get hurt, and we're going to laugh at it. And there's you know? going to be puking and <laughs> uh, probably jokes. blood. A lot of yeah. I mean, there's like some themes that that show up from time to time in his work. Have you heard his stand up though? Yeah, I yeah, have. it's hilarious. He's uh, he's pretty ruthless. Oh, it's <laughs> awesome. That's that's what's so good, and that's that's what makes stand up funny. Is you kind of it's almost like that. Uh, you got to be willing to to go that extra step that the audience wouldn't, or maybe you you would you would think that, but you wouldn't say it, kind of thing. Right. That's and he and he. Oh, he said it. He said it. Right. That's that's generally the mark of a good comedian is someone who can say something that that everyone else is afraid to say. Yeah. And, yeah. and still make it funny. And he still gets a lot of oohs and stuff yeah. like that when he's and he's like, "Come on, you guys. Oh, oh, really? He'll he he likes to like." Take it one step too far where everyone goes, ooh, and he's like, oh, no, just a second ago when I was talking about my sister getting raped and y'all laughed at that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Now now yeah. we're drawing the line. I just hit the line. You yeah. Know? Or, or so I did this to this imaginary person, so now you're upset about that. Right. You know, this is a fucking made-up story. Right. Yeah, exactly. No, this didn't actually happen, but yeah. <laughs> I was at the mall the other day. <laughs> yeah, that's some funny shit. Yeah. For sure. So, yeah. Chappelle. Chappelle. A real long time ago Feel me I wrote this song a long time ago It was the dopest song I ever wrote In 94 What can a nigga do When half the people voted for George W I should for George W Can't be true Wanna choke him Cause he's a snitch I'm talking about George W. Smith from city council. He ran in 93 out in Oakland. You probably didn't hear about him. I wrote this song a long time ago, a real long time ago. Way before Slim Shady was in demand. Way before we dropped a loadie on Afghanistan. I wrote this song in 94. <laughs> Am I doing this? Everyone in the place showing park love Got a smile on my face The girl in the miniskirt Has bad taste cause that shirt don't match Here's a putting stain on the back I got tweeted a question Hey then Let's see what we got here What do the people want to know? Where can we listen? Four question marks Where can we listen? The iTunes Oh, to the podcast. Yeah, I think that's I think that's uh, saying, you know, so you're podcasting. Well, we could answer that question on the podcast, but that doesn't do that person any good. Yeah. <laughs> because they're never going to hear the okay, answer. Okay, so... That's true. <laughs> let's say if you're... 
let's say if you never heard the podcast and you're listening to the podcast, <laughs> where can you listen to the podcast? Wherever you are right now. Yeah. If you're if you're listening to it and you've never heard it before, stay where you are. Yeah. <laughs> Don't move. <laughs> and but, you can listen to the next 20 minutes of this podcast or 15 or however much we have left. I don't know. We don't have a fucking clock in here. Yeah, there's no, there, there ain't no fucking yeah, clock in no here. There's no clocks in here. I can't see it. Um, well, there is that clock. It used to be set at 420. Now it's at 620. What happened? I, I'm on a different time zone. It's, it's uh, just so that I, I know when it's 420 in... Uh, <laughs> in LA. LA, yeah. <laughs> in Joshua Tree. Um, <laughs> just to stay on top of my shit, you know. <laughs> well, uh, shit. So, have you guys have you guys heard about this this mission to Mars that has been planned? No, you need to tell us about this though. Have you heard about this thing, Grady? No, I have not. Well, Starfire so, and I have discussed this. There's right. a company called Mars One that has planned a mission to Mars, and they're sending. I don't know how many people. I think it's like like four or eight people or something to Mars and they're they're going to make a huge media spectacle of it and that's how they're going to pay for this mission cool and like make a reality TV show out of it where America chooses who these people are that go to Mars and then you see these people go to Mars and they set up this fucking shit on Mars and they live there and it, you know it's a one way trip you can't come back you go to Mars and you're there what for, for the rest of your life yeah and then every two years, they're going to send more people, and they're just going to colonize Mars. A fucking corporation's going to colonize Mars. What's the temperature on Mars right now? I don't know. It's fr- it's frozen, right? I well, yeah, yeah okay. You I, don't you don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know enough about Mars, but I do know that these people they say they've been working on this plan for about a year. And how long does it take you to get to Mars? Someone's at the door. It's, it's an older gentleman. Please don't be the cops. <coughs> he saw me. <laughs> so, we're, oh, we were talking about Mars. Mars. So, yeah. Are we, I came to the conclusion that it's about 70 degrees on Mars. It's, so it's, it's very Earth-like. Yeah, it's very... Well, as far as temperature. You know. Right. Uh, that sounds pretty awesome. I mean, it's yeah. like... It's going to be like 100 and something degrees here pretty soon. I'm going to so. fucking leave. You, nope. going to, you going to Mars? There's, there's yeah. a train leaving pretty soon. <laughs> no trees, no water on Mars, right? Well, yeah, but I guess they figured out how to do this habitat thing and they're going to create like an artificial atmosphere or something. I, I don't... I don't know exactly, but they say that they've been working on it since January of 2011. Wow. That goes back about a year and a half. Right. Well, these people have done their fucking research then. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you know, if you spend a year and a half talk, about talking about something, it's, mm-hmm. it's bound to happen. Sure. In another... I mean, there's been plenty of things. Right. And they're, well, and they're giving themselves time. They, they say it's going to happen in 11 years. I think, I think the ship leaves pretty soon, though. And it takes... Do they have the ship yet? No, they're they're getting they're getting the money together for it. I think so. They're they're getting advertisers and investors and people. We need to we need to track this story, and I we need to learn more about Mars. That's for damn sure. Maybe we need one of those tickers that counts down to the date that it takes off, and we just keep that going. Yeah, and we we would see it. 
we would know. The listeners couldn't see it, but you know, we could keep them updated. You know, do like we do a countdown at the end. You know, five, four, three, two. It's gonna be fucking far out, man. It's gonna be far out, but I'm saying like if it's like people, things usually take three times longer than you think they're gonna take. Well, all I know is if you go to their website and go to the frequently asked questions thing, one of the frequently asked questions is, "Is this for real?" <laughs> and they answer yes. <laughs> so I mean, fucking totally for real. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't think they would lie about that. Yeah, you gotta trust the frequently asked questions. Right. I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't expect them to lie about something like that. If I asked, is this for real? And they said, no, then I'd be like, okay. Right. I'm still interested in what the about, project. Yeah, what about <laughs> kinda? Yeah. Eh. Maybe. Eh. We're thinking about it. But no, they say, yes, it's for real. It's gonna happen. It's kind of for real. So would How you. How long does it take to get there again? A while. Yeah. Quite a while. We'll get the research team on this and we'll yeah, figure yeah. it out. But my question is, I've, I've already told Charlie when we talked about this earlier, there's no fucking way I'm going. Like, I, I won't get in a plane to go to another city. You know, I'm not, I'm not getting in a spaceship. You don't fly? No. Why not? Because I don't it's have a, wings. It's a fucking it's bullshit. tube of death. Yeah. I don't do, I'm doing good to get in a car and go somewhere. <laughs> fast, you know. But I'm, I'm not... I'm not flying anywhere. Would you go? Would you go to Mars? What do you think? Nah. Sony Records wants 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 you to go to Mars and and record a drum solo and be the only be the only <laughs> drummer on trip. Mars. It's a one way trip. Be yeah. the only drummer on Mars. Huh? You'd be the best drummer on Mars. <laughs> <laughs> best drummer on the planet. No, I'm I'm gonna stick it out here on Earth. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna. I'm. I've, I've pretty much signed on for the whole trip of Earth. <laughs> this this is your spaceship right here, yeah. spaceship Earth. Yeah, I, yeah. I feel the same way. But there are some crazy fucks out there that would do it. You know, I think they've already got a list of people who have volunteered, saying, "Sign me up. I'm ready to go." <laughs> the list says crazy fucks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> underlined, and then there's a, a number. There's a lot of them, man. A lot of crazy fucks. I wouldn't do it. I'm not going to do it. But I will watch the show and see what happens when, peop- when other people do it. Because that's, that's interesting. For sure, man. It is, it's fascinating. Um, I mean, we're, in fact, living in the fucking future. Starfire. <laughs> Every Did you know day. this? Every day is the future. Right now. The, the past of yesterday and the future of tomorrow. Okay, yeah. so, so far with our technology and our ability to carry the amount of fuel that we're, we're able to carry, the best, using the best way to get to Mars, the best way that they found would take 214 days. That's well, not long at all. It's not that bad. That's not bad. Mm-mm. Okay. But see, the problem is, the reason why they can't get you back is because they're doing good to get people off of this planet and to another one. Mm-hmm. And we have like resources and all this technology and stuff like that here. But once you get to Mars, it's like, how the fuck are you going to get that much energy and fucking, I don't know the physics behind sure, it, but right. get somebody off a fucking planet. That's pretty complicated. That is. I'm sure we've talked about like, uh, secret bases on the moon and how the moon is probably colonized. There's and it's prob- made out of cheese. There's probably a couple of million people living on the dark side of the moon. Yeah. So 
you know, I I can see it happening. And and I bet you though that there's probably a train that goes to the moon and back every now and then. You know, right, yeah. So they'll probably figure it out pretty quickly with with Mars how to get you there and back. It doesn't really seem that far. No. Well, I mean, you can see it sometimes on. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can't see it, but you can see it in school when you make those little models. <laughs> right, and then it's just like you know. A few inches away, so right. If you make that on a larger scale, it's really not that far. You know, the Earth—if Earth was the size of a ping pong ball, the Sun would be the size of about your average washing machine. Really? Uh huh. Wow. So, did you guys see the pictures of the the Venus thing the other day? When Venus like went in front of the the, the Sun. No, I saw some pictures. That's, I didn't even know about it. Venus is the same, similar size as the Earth. So with those pictures, you can kind of see some perspective of the Earth and the Sun, and it's kind of what you're talking about. Wow. Yep. That's interesting. It's That's fucking, fucking interesting. interesting, man. Yeah, it is. No shit. We have some questions. Oh, go. Uh, oh, let me pronounce her maiden name. Rebecca Strauderman Barron. Asks Re- Rebecca, what do you, what do you got, Rebecca? Rebecca asks, "What is your inspiration for your songs? Is there a process you follow in writing songs?" Uh, Starfire, you 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 go. Um, I I'm inspired by many things when I write songs, but good answer, uh, Charlie. What was the other question? <laughs> what was a the process? process? Yeah, a process. You follow a process? No. Not not usually. Sometimes it's it's one or the other. Words and then music, music and then words. Charlie, people are fast. People keep asking this question in a, you know, in okay, a roundabout I'll tell way. Them the truth. I'll no, tell no, them. no, 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 no. I just think it's. I think it's fascinating that two people that you that you create music right out of your head. I think that's what's going on here. Right. Is is people think that is fucking amazing. And uh, so any, any insight you could give? Some people eat the sandwich and make a turd, you know? I mean, I... Wait, repeat that one? What was that? Some people eat a sandwich and make a turd. Okay. I see a guitar or a piano and make a song as well as eat a sandwich and make a turd. It's about as simple as that. Just one of the things that you do. Sometimes even take like a... Oxford Dictionary, like a volume of that, and I'll put it, tear out the pages and put it in the blender and blend it all around, and then I just pull out ones that are left with words and make stories with them. And make a turd. Then I'll drink it. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's good a good answer. explanation. Of good that. answer. I like that. Dustin Six asks, if you freeze your sweat on a stick and make a sweat popsicle, do you think anyone would buy it? Would it actually freeze? What color would it be? I think Jesus, this is a good one for Starfire. Star yeah. Wow. I don't know that anyone would buy it. So, well, hold on. First question. Would that be vegan? No, that wouldn't be that vegan. That was the first question. No, that wouldn't be vegan. That definitely comes from an animal. Yeah. Do you th- okay, so do you think anyone would buy it? There are probably some crazy fucks out there that but, would buy okay, it. Okay, what about, what if you really liked, uh, what if you really liked a celebrity girl, insert celebrity girl name here, and you were really into her, 
And instead of like eating her hair or whatever you want to do. Jesus. That's just gross though. I know. But yeah, there are probably crazy fucks out there that would do that. Okay. So, but he's saying yours, but probably not ours. No. I doubt, I doubt we could get the Charlie Shafter band. Question. What? Six is a fucked up person. Why why would he ask that? (laughs) Y'all know Dustin Six? Yeah. Yeah. He wears the blue light. Can we just call him Six? Yeah. yeah you Actually, that's what you call him. Six, you're a fucked up person, according <laughs> to Starfire. And he says, would it actually freeze? Would, frets, uh, would sweat freeze? I, I imagine that it would. I, I think it would. What color would it be? <laughs> I don't know. Brown? Gray? That's, that's a good question. It, I, I, think, I think sweat doesn't really have a color to it. Translucent? And sweat is similar to urine, right? So, and it depends on how hydrated you are to what color it is. Right, oh. I think so. I believe that is true. Gotta keep hydrated. Gotta eat a breakfast. Scientific facts here on the podcast. Gotta folks. eat a breakfast. <laughs> I'll fix you some eggs. Gotta gotta keep hydrated. Eat some breakfast. <laughs> Very important things. Song of the week. All right. Well, new Fiona Apple album just came out on Tuesday. Yeah, I I heard uh, one of those songs. I saw that video on her website. I it think was, that's a song we should play. I yeah. love that song. It's so cool, man. That was really cool. Did you like the video? Fuck yeah, it was awesome. It yeah. was very entertaining. Yeah, and yeah. interesting. And can I hear it? Fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna uh, play it for song of the week. All right, here we go. So this song is called Every Single Night. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And her new record is called The Idler Wheel is wiser than the driver of the screw and whipping cords will serve you more than ropes will ever do. It's amazing. It's a pretty good title. I like that. All right, let's check it out. Every single night. Every single night I endure the flight of little worms of white flame butterflies in my brain these ideas of mine Percolate the mind, trickle down the spine, swarm the belly, swelling to a blaze. That's where the pain comes in, like a second skeleton, trying to fit beneath the skin. I can't fit the feelings in, no, every single night's a light with my Got to be somebody else's, but I can't. 
get back Cause my breath's gonna bust open The rib is the shell And the heart is a yoke And I just made a meal for us both to choke on Every single night to fight with my friends badass was that yes pretty cool pretty fucking cool i just love her oh and she's playing at windstar on september 22nd wow all right by god by god by god next week is the 50th episode ladies and gentlemen yep it's gonna be a big event we've got a lot of sh- a lot of shit planned it's gonna be uh it's gonna be fucking crazy special guests We've been working on this 50, 50th episode script for yeah, a long we time. Have. We've been planning this for a while. We're going to have a lot of special guests. Alfredo and Marinara coming over. It's going to be great. Right, yeah. It's it's going to be off the hook. Cannot fucking wait, y'all. All right, so tune in next week. Peace out, bitches. Peace. For producer James the Robot, technical engineer Nikola Tesla, and your host Starfire on the Mountain and Charlie Shafter, this has been another episode of You Can't See Us. <laughs> <laughs>